I'm Ian Dark, and you're listening to Men in Blazers, sub-optimal radio on the Grantland Network. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! From the Embassy Row Studios in the crap. Part of Soho, Rog, it's the Men in Blazers podcast. What's wrong? You're back! You're here. We're going to talk about the football, Rog. We're going to get there. I know you're very discouraged. Yeah, Justin Bieber's in better shape than I am. Right <laughs> oh, now. no. Well, he seems to be in quite a good mood. I'm I worried about had, you, Rog. I just had the worst visit to Britain <laughs> since Rudolf Hess parachuted into Scotland <laughs> in 1941. <laughs> um, but you're back. You're yeah. safe and sound. It's yeah. good to have you. Yeah. Um, As we got, Philip Larkin used to say. Yeah. I think what's a, uh, the nothing to be said was his poem. Life is slow dying, David. Never felt that more than I do. It's great to see you too. Are <laughs> <laughs> we even going to go on? Uh, Rog, look, yeah. we've got... I'm going to be positive now. Okay. We've got a packed show yeah. this week, Rog. Uh, we're going to revel. So we're going to talk only about Holt. We're going to talk... <laughs> we're going to revel in the midweek goal orgy, Rog. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to uh, sully ourselves with a little FA Cup recap. Okay. It's beneath us, but we're going to do it. Touch on it. Uh, we're going to tend to your Ravens. We're going to welcome Lady Rebecca Law. <sighs> Off to Sochi in the back. Onto the shore for a historic moment in yeah. her relationship with Crystal Palace's 1980s random player. Some would say journeyman, Simon Roger. Um, talked all about Sochi. Uh and uh, what else, Rog? Uh, we'll talk a, a about uh, your Ravens, too. Yeah. But i got to oh, tell I you, that. one of the nice parts of being home yeah. is talking about the positives. Yeah. England. It's such a weird place. <laughs> is that a, how's that a positive? I, I got home. I actually went because the game was in Liverpool. I yeah. popped in to see my folks. Yeah, Liverpool versus Everton. My father is 77. Yeah. Judge Ivor. He's become a long-distance cycling... String him up, Ivor, they used to call him, right? But late in life, he's becoming... The hanging judge. Yeah, they did used to call him the hanging judge. He's become, like, really aggressively into cycling, like uh-huh. a lot of English people. Yeah. Um, and when I came home, he opened the door, and he came out to answer it wearing only his boxer shorts. Uh-huh. 77-year-old man. He's got a body made of sinew now, thanks to the biking, like a, a kind of bald Iggy pop. <laughs> I didn't know where to look. My own father... He's like very proud of his own body. How would you handle that situation? Giving him a hug. Coming for the hug. There's nothing that makes my father, Trev, more uncomfortable than me going in for the hug when he opens the door. (laughs) You can feel a hesitation before he opens the door that he knows that I'm going to go in for the hug and it makes him so uncomfortable. I love it. I go in and then you know what I do, Rog? I hold on just a little bit too long. <laughs> There's nothing like hugging your parents just a bit too long. The other thing about Liverpool, yeah, and it, I don't know why it shocks me since I grew up there. Yeah, until I was like 18. You forget how dark it really is. <laughs> the sky is so close to the ground, Rog. It gets light at 9:45 in the morning. Yeah, and then by 11 o'clock in, <laughs> in the, the morning, <laughs> it's pitch black again. <laughs> What's that, an hour and 15 minutes? Everyone scurries around like they're in a coal shaft. They're like mole people. And how bright does it get at peak brightness, 1020, 10.25? I still needed night vision goggles, (laughs) and I came through. And so I was enveloped, Dave, by a sense of doom. Enveloped? As soon as I got there. Or enveloped? I drove around Liverpool, all the places I grew up, the halfway house, the first pub I went to when I was 30, Uh the Hunt's Cross Supper Bar, Uh greatest salt and pepper chicken of all time. 
But there's still some of the Liverpool College breaking crew. I went to Liverpool College. Is some of the um, insignia, tiny. some of the tags still up all over the walls. The secret signs that we yeah. left. Um, now they've painted it all over. All uh-huh. our marks leave us. You think you're making marks on life. They mm-hmm. all evaporate. My big takeaway, Davey, I start to think about the things I wish in life I'd done but never got round to. Is there something that you wish you'd done in your life but you hadn't a pursuit you wish you'd taken up? A hobby, a challenge. Do you know my one regret? Although I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be sitting here with you, Rog. Which is basically, it's the culmination of everything that my life led to, and I couldn't be happier. There's nowhere else I'd rather be right now than with these headphones on, in front of this microphone, looking at you, Rog. In America. In, Amer- in, in America. the crap part in of America. Soho. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. I love the crap part of Soho even more than I love America. Hmm. I'll tell you, there's nothing I can really say. Although, I must say, I did uh, this week. I met the British ambassador, and I thought, he's got a good job. You love that, don't you? I'd like that job. I'd like to be a British character. ambassador to the United States. And I was admiring. I said, you live in this amazing house. You've got all this fantastic art everywhere. He says, yeah, but it's not mine. And he has to represent a fading country. Tell Every lies day, for his country. <laughs> he has to tell lies for his country. He has to talk up a, shout, a B-list nation that used to be A-list and is headed down to... Really, it's going to be on celebrity rehab soon, England. How dare you? I take back everything I just said about how happy I am to be sitting <sighs> opposite you. I thought a lot. I wish I'd never given up the nation karate. That gave I us did Rebecca karate Lowe. madly for a year when I was about 30. I did judo. See, I was a judo person, not a karate no, person. No, the world's either judo or I karate. I was judo. We all have been doing Aikido. What belt did you get up to in karate? I got a yellow belt. I got a yellow belt in judo. <laughs> Come on, up high. Fight. I did. Judo do. versus karate. It was the most disciplined year of my life. Yeah. I don't know why I gave it... The biggest regret I have, I, really, I wished I'd done kendo, that Japanese sword Did fighting. you get a yellow belt, or did you dye your white belt yellow? Um, I stole the yellow belt. I never actually passed the I test. I had to dye it at home with dye in a saucepan on the, uh, on the countertop. Oh, if you're a range. proper hard judo person, you would have put your hand into <laughs> boiling water and just held it there. And said, yellow hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I don't understand, why I didn't do kendo, the Japanese yeah. sword fighting. And then, and I, I won't put this one right because I Yellow, think it might be. Orange, if any of green, you do do kendo, listeners, brown, blue, tell me black, if I can take it up at my black age. Black and white stripe. But the other thing I wish I'd done is learn to play the banjo. Every year, I'm really? going to take up the banjo. I'd love to play the banjo. Diddly on new, 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 new. That old deliverance thing. I, I resent that I've never done it, and I always say this is going to be the year, David. Maybe this after the World Cup, I am going to learn to play the banjo. And that was my big takeaway from the England. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was everything. Pretty much. My dad, Iggy Pop, uh-huh. on the bike, in his undies, and the banjo was. Okay, so before we go into the games, though, you interviewed a bunch of people back there. You interviewed Yaya. That's all up at ESPNFC. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. You interviewed uh, Vasson Company. Company. Yeah. That's, is that up at ESPNFC.com? Uh, it's, it's up and coming. We talked a lot about the Barcelona tie, and we'll chat about it a little bit on the show. Anybody else you interviewed I spent over there? some time with Liverpool, which uh-huh. I will discuss. Later. Later. It's been a crazy one. And I watched a terrible game of football, which mm-hmm. we'll definitely talk about. Didn't you want to say something about England? Oh, no. Only that um, my brother's over there and he sent me a text that just said, Mike, because my family call me Mike. Did you know that? Not Mike Michael. TV? Mike. Uh, Mike Positive. Uh, I'm on the 9.02 a.m. from Charing Cross to Blackheath via Dartford, to, Bex- uh, to Bexley Heath via Dartford. And he goes, how on earth did we ever live here? And I said, more appropriately, 
how did we ever get out? That's, the tra- that's a train for those of you who are listening to 902. It's a oh commuter train. This is a nightmare crossing the border, bringing the check and the postal order. How did we get out, David? We got out. We could do a pod just on that. I'm My... so happy that we got out. <laughs> it's like the great escape. It really is. Do, do, do. <laughs> but we didn't end up back in the cooler. Go on. Yeah, we got out. Rog, we are 23-38 through the Premier League season. The smoke is beginning to clear. <laughs> At the top of the table, there is still about a hundred, still a, still an hourglass, Rog. It's still a one-team mid-table, but the smoke is beginning to clear. We know who's going to win it now. Surely, Rog, surely everybody now knows that the sky blue side of Manchester is going to win the Premier League trophy. But other than that, not sure that we know any more after this weekend. We've got to dive straight into it. The whole could, game. You Honestly, your chin is wobbling right now. I've never seen you. Like you're about to cry. You look like you're about to cry. Liverpool 4, Everton 0. The Merseyside derby. What you say is that it's the game you never look forward to anyway. This year, it's the only Everton game you've attended in person? Mm-hmm. Yes, This is the one. This is the one. They were like, great, you're going to go. I was like, oh, not that. The most lopsided Merseyside derby since 1982, Rog. Uh-huh. Liverpool toyed, frankly, with Everton. And now are three points clear in the race for fourth over Tottenham, Rog, four points clear of your beloved Everton Football Club. Take me through the game in real time, minute by minute, and your emotions, Rog. We talk a lot about not in the face on this show, David. Yeah, this was in the face. This is very much in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, it's like sometimes, the, you know, the price, you know, grief is the price you pay for love, Rog. Yep. And this was grief, we right? We agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't so much a loss. It was like a biblical smiting. <laughs> you were smote. And in the morning, I was like disoriented completely like Ashton Kutcher in Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. I didn't know what had That happened. is disoriented. Um, but I've got to tell you, I felt doomed beforehand, before the game. So I, I don't know, you tell me I get a feeling of negativity to protect myself against potential downside. Well, you do prepare for a 4-0 shellacking before Everton play any game. But Everton look, have looked shattered since December the 26th. I expected a loss. I didn't expect capitulation. But you look at this now. Everton have not won, Davo, 14 straight Anfield derbies. There's a generation of young Everton fans who have never experienced the sack of Rome joy that an away derby win can provide. So as a result, I went there, and it's amazing how the body tra- uh, kind of copes with trauma. Because I pretty well didn't feel anything emotionally after, well, from the, the beginning, when Liverpool fans sing, you'll never walk alone, which is truly, I mean, it's a phenomenal experience. And I encourage anyone who loves football to go to Anfield and, and hear them sing it. It made the Brazilian Confederation Cup rendition of their national anthem seem incredibly shy and reserved. And after that, I felt only numbness. I mean, it was, the game was really dictated by injury and who wasn't playing. There was no Lucas for Liverpool. They, they kind of fielded this lineup that looked like a minor tour. That six up front was all ball. The back four just seemed totally human. And everybody thought Everton had the chance because of that. And we were lacking players, Seamus, Distan. But ultimately, the players we rushed back, on paper, the lineup looked good. Alcaraz has been good. Stevie Pienaar can be great. Poor Ross Barkley and his broken toe behind oh, Lukaku. His broken toe. But at the end of the day, Stevie Pienaar and Alcaraz contributed as much on the field as I did from the stands. And that was it. We sought to pass, 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 do our possession without invention thing. Um, 
And Martinez ultimately, I guess his optimism has just bred fearlessness through this season. But Anfield, I don't know how you saw it, but it only seemed to catalyse a headless naivety. You know, I've thought a little. You just mentioned that you just you don't think Everton have looked tired since the 26th. You know, the day they lost, you know, reduced to 10 men, lost to Sunderland. You know, terrible home loss. First real major road bump for Everton this season. Since then, though, pretty good results. Home win against Southampton. You know, a couple of draws. They've won everything else. But it is true that they haven't played very good teams. You know, no disrespect to Stevenage. Uh, but they've got not been playing the best teams in football since that point. I think Everton, this is where it's a 38-game season. It is a campaign. Have a drink. Drink. But it is very tough. This is where Everton really hurt with their smaller squad. They've had injuries. Uh, they had even more injuries in this game, Rog. <sighs> The big boy, Romelu. Yeah. He's I mean, down, knocked no, out by no, his own player. No big loss, though. He has faded. It hurts me to say it. He's faded. But his, yeah, his power, his energy, they've been ground down. And without his dreads, David, he looks like the poor man's Josie Altador out there. He really does. Uh, anyway, Stevie Gerrard, it's like a cruel law of nature, like a black widow female eating its male partner post-Quetus. He always seems to score crucial derby goals. And um, I, I, by the way, I'm guessing there's a lot of black widow, very old virgins out there listening to the show right now. But he, we've, we've talked about him like, seeming like this aging line in winter. But once he leapt over Alcaraz and pounded that ball home and then ran towards Suarez, who'd just taken the corner and leapt into his arms like watching Jake Gyllenhaal kiss Anne Hathaway in love and other drugs. Oh, didn't like that. The year, and the, no, I didn't like either of them. The years just seemed to roll off him, and he was what he's always been, a, a bloke like Lampard, you'd say, who always delivers for Liverpool in a, in a big game. Well, and has done over, over you know, the, the, uh, the long period of father time. Uh, Rog, on Liverpool, on the flip side, if you can, you know, put on your objective hat, how good the Liverpool look right now? Well, I mean... What was fascinating was that from that from that goal onwards, David, every time Everton pushed forward into attack, Liverpool made them look like sailors from Mykonos who'd like been lured onto the rocks by the sirens. Every time Everton crossed halfway, somehow Liverpool seemed the more likely team to score. I've not seen a counter played like that in the sea, in the Premier League this season. It just seemed like Liverpool's plan. They'd have Carlo Torre put his enormous backside in front of the ball. It would ricochet to Coutinho. Uh, he's marvellous. And he'd propel Sturridge, who's all mongoose, Suarez, who's all co- uh, Cobra, forward. They were absolutely magnificent. And the honest truth, Davo, they could have scored six or seven in this game. Yeah. Absolutely could have scored six or seven. At halftime, it was the first Everton game I'd been to, and I felt... Total self-loathing. I felt responsible. I wondered if I'm the biblical Jonah. In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me from deep in the realm of the dead. Do you ever feel like that at a football game? Did Not you? really. That, I'm, that it was all about me. Rarely. But Sturridge, Dave, former Chelsea man. Yeah. Five goals in four games. And that second goal. Looks good in red. Like chipping in with a sandwich from a bunker, that second he scored. Poor explosion. I love it. It's very good. Liverpool, Rod, 57 goals this season. And they're not top. They're not even second. They're not even third. They're in fourth, having scored 57 goals in 23 games. Amazing offensive output. Um, and a team that could still go on and do, uh, and do more damage. They were phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Everton were like a dumb beagle that completely was perplexed as to why it was choking itself on the choke chain. And I just found the whole night sadder than Tracy Chapman's debut album. 
Mm. I mean, can I, can I say very quickly, credit Roberto Martinez, because I just wanted to internally combust. I wanted the earth to eat me up. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't leave the technical area the whole game. He just mm-hmm. stood tall, retained his dignity amidst the storm. Um, he, he admitted his team were naive. He, a journalist, he, he didn't answer well when a journalist asked him why he insisted on perhaps himself naively playing so many men who are clearly injured. Everton look leggy. They need a striker. They need a midfield option that's not Leon Osman. Um, they need to get an impact substitute back. Oh, do you remember Dale Lefeo? Yeah. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how Everton, if Everton can rebound, if they're leggy, if they're spent, if they are able to get a lift after this thing. Liverpool will be thrilled. If I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be most thrilled that Brendan Rodgers, when he took off Sturridge, gave him a tongue lashing. That he's mm. not afraid of his players. That he's—I mean—he always wants more. Wants more than just two goals. And David, I've got to tell you, just when I thought it couldn't get any worse for me, I drove back to Manchester after mm-hmm. the game, checked into my hotel. It was crawling with drunk, joyous Manchester United fans toasting their win. <laughs> I walked into the bar just in time to catch one toast. One matter: the newborn king. What would you have done, David, in that situation? Gone out to my room. And had, read, a, had a good sob. And read the book of Job. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, th- I was going to do that. I ended up drinking with them. I, I tried to go undercover. I thought you would do this. Go what? undercover, tell them how great Moisey is, and decide to corrupt them from within. <laughs> That's what you did. Uh, coming up for Everton, Rog, Aston Villa at home at the weekend. Tottenham, Hotspur uh, away the weekend after. Crystal Palace midweek after that. You know, reasonable run of games, but I think we're really going to learn a lot about Everton football club, some of the other fringe players in their squad. Uh, you know, and Martinez, I dare say. Yeah, are you boys in disguise? The Liverpool fans chanted. Uh, um, I felt I did. I cried like Mr. Bates that night in my bedroom. But I want to thank every GFOP who sent their condolences to the wonderful at Everton USA, to a whole lot of Newcastle fans, and even a legion of Liverpool fans. Um, Brendan McCarthy tweeted me to say, I am so happy. Thank you, Brandon. And at Sam Th- uh, Thayer 9000 tweeted us, not even Dr. Zafik Bal can heal Everton's wounds. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, as you mentioned, Man United fans uh, jubilant. Down in London, Tottenham 1, Man City 5. Poor, to say the least, Rog, another potent display from Pellegrini's men. They score for fun at White Hart Lane. And finally, inevitably, Rog, occupy first place. We've been talking. It's like, I can't believe they haven't been in first place before this. Well, 12 Rog. weeks after we crowned them champions. <laughs> yeah, they finally, <laughs> finally go into first place. Yeah, I mean, what can you say about this game? Spurs, all-out attack. It's going to be great against cities, all-out attack. But it was like pea shooters against sidewinder missiles. And there was really no competition. I mean, we've seen, Dave, how Tim Sherwood, Spurs dominate mediocre teams. But we kind of got the feeling that they definitely come a cropper when they met a really, really good one. And City just flicked them aside. Spurs have now conceded five um, twice at home and six away at City as well. And I have to say, that we'll talk about a couple of parts of the game, but the one thing I admired about Sherwood um, in this debacle was that he didn't dwell in his press conference um, on when the media said, oh, do you feel annoyed? You were denied a goal. You were unlucky to lose the penalty. Danny Rose shouldn't have been sent off. And he just said that the only impact those decisions had on the game were the margin of the loss. Like he said, they, they are much better than anyone we've met. And the guy who was amazing, Kun Aguero. Oh, yeah. He's, what? 
lethally charismatic finish replete with backspin. Yeah. Watching him, I tweeted to take on the Spurs defence. It was like watching a UFC champion fight a journeyman boxer. And then his hamstring went, so he may be out for yeah. the Chelsea game. You love that. But I have not seen a more charismatic performance, that 15-minute burst or so. I adore that man. Oh, I'm looking forward. Man City, Rog, that's Monday night. The league's best offence versus the league's best defence. It's like the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. It it's is like the real exactly Super the same Bowl. thing. It's like the real Super Bowl. Paul Pellegrini, yeah. I did love looking at him in the pouring rain with his happy avuncular days and his layered perm sogging like a cigarette butt floating in a urinal. But he must have been so happy. Jovetic, finally, just what City needed. Another goal scorer. City, where I was this week, Davo. Savage run of games coming up. Two against Wayne Rooney's Chelsea. <laughs> Two against Barcelona coming. So this is really, we're entering the season when we really get a measure of them. Yeah. Do we need a measure of them, David? Well, I mean, I think the interesting thing, you just brought up Champions League, and we've talked a lot about Man City being a presumptive Premier League champion. I think the question is, on this kind of form, how good could they be in the Champions League? Now, they're playing Barcelona, but get past Barcelona, win and draw their home and away leg, win and a draw, you know, Four points out of a possible six against Barcelona. And I think we're looking at uh, a potential double Premier League, Champions League. Yeah, when I sat down with Vincent Company, one of my big takeaways, he's a lovely bloke. He's, a, he's, he's diplomatic. He's intelligent. He's like the John Quincy Adams of footballers. I couldn't believe how seriously he took the quadruple. I thought that was paper talk, Davey. But he's really, and they're really, focused with great confidence. Um, and I asked him, every squad has a weakness. Um, what's Manchester City's? And he did that old job interview trick that you, you're trained to do in England. Oh, my weakness. I work too hard. I care too much. I'm too hard on myself. <laughs> Sometimes I'm too hard on myself. I'm too committed to the organisation. He said that our weakness is our strength. Um that they attack so much. They play with two strikers, two wingers who are striker-ish, a midfield player who acts as a striker, um, and the full-backs push up all the time, that they really only have three men covering huge amounts of space at the back. He says he loves it, but it's a huge risk. Mm -hmm. And then he said complacency is our biggest enemy. Hmm. Positive. What a positive and wonderful man. Yaya, yeah. who I sat down opposite. Wow. How large is he? He's... Proper large. He's proper huge. I mean, he had his hands together the whole interview, and uh -huh. I just kept staring at them. They were just magnificent. They were magnificent <laughs> hands. Steaks. Um, they were, um, I mean, they were just... Saucepans, frying pan size hands. They were bigger than, what's bigger than a saucepan, David? They were yaya size. Skillet. They were, just, they they were just, skillet sized hands. But he's got the physical presence of Reggie Jackson. Yeah. And the soft, sweet voice of Michael Jackson. Really? That's what's so interesting. You know how he's like, on the play? You I've never heard him speak. On the field, you can't quite define him. Yeah. Because he's like an attacker and a warrior. He's a creator and a warrior. Yeah. Off the field, he's like a huge man, but he's sweet. He's very, very you know, like very. And Does it, he have a bit of a monkey accent? He has an incredibly French accent. <laughs> And he told me, when, um, when I asked him about going back to play Barcelona, uh -huh. he just put his head down. He goes, oh, I wish we had Real Madrid or Bayern Munich. I really did. And I said, will you win? And he said, Angela. Which means? If it's God's will. Oh. 
It's going to be my answer to every question wow, now, David, that, me, that I can answer. Compare them to United, though, David. Yeah. And this is where it's really interesting. That's funny. Can we just say a quick word about Tottenham, though? Tottenham. We talked about have not got a lot of love. Five consecutive away wins. They then lose this game at home, get smashed by Man City. Not the first team who are going to get smashed by Manchester City this season. And you have to ask yourself, is that previously, to finish in the top four, you just had to be not entirely crap. You know, the teams that were finishing fourth, third, usually sort of like a bit crap, but they were just good enough to go and make it in there. You can't be any sort of crap. Look at right now to unseat the fourth-place team, which is Liverpool, and the quality of the football they're playing. You look at the quality that Chelsea and Arsenal are playing in second and third. You look at the quality, actually the other way around, in third and second. You look at the quality of the football that Man City are playing in first place. To be in the top four this season, you do have to be something special. You've got to be pretty bloody good. And you look for Tottenham, what else are they going to go and do? What else can they do? Where do they go and spend their money? How do they put together a squad? Where do they go, Rog? So, um, at Niloch33 tweeted us a GFOP. He said Tottenham are in fifth with a negative goal difference and still three points above United. Who should be more embarrassed? It's, it's just that kind of crazy season. And most of the goals, they've leaked. The reason why they have a negative goal difference, they've leaked 11 goals. To Manchester City alone in two games. It's that kind of a season, David. Too much. Uh, you mentioned uh, the other side of Manchester earlier, Rog. Man United 2, Cardiff nil. The Juan Mata era kicks off. He looks quite good in red, I you must think? say. He looks quite good in red. I looked at him in red. I thought, oh, God, well, you look quite good in we'll red. Let's talk about it. Uh, it kicks off with a humdrum, yet morale-boosting victory, uh, notable for the return of RVP and Waza. Uh, Rog, how was it to see him in red? Because to me, David, it was a shock in the eyes. It reminded me the first time I saw Jason Alexander after he'd had that semi-permanent hairpiece huh. stapled to his head. It just didn't look right. Yeah. How was it? How was it for you? Well, I think uh, I'm. Um, is he dead to you? No, not at all. Absolutely, he's, he's the opposite. He dead. He's the opposite dead. of. He's dead. the opposite of dead to dead. me. No, opposite. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's going to a big club. Happy he's going to go. And play regular first team football. I like watching him play football, and good things are going to happen for him there. God, and Man United, big for me, yes, not a, not a, any kind of vintage performance by Man United, but they instantly look like a considerably better team, and more creative team, and more threatening team with him in it. They can pass. They have yeah. someone who can pass. They're so the thing at United, they're so desperate to proclaim a upswing in fortune and mood and the locker room and morale. Um, I find that like there was even an interview last week where Sir Alex felt compelled to tell the press he really quote enjoyed watching the team play. Mm-hmm. He said it after the defeat to Sunderland in the League Cup. He said I can watch the team whenever I want. I've really enjoyed it. I'm going to be a supporter now instead of suffering with the team. I'm going to suffer or enjoy it quickly he said i enjoy it with the fans i'm really enjoying watching them play i wonder if he also gave a interview to proctology monthly about how much he loves colonoscopies the um the thing that was funny about being in manchester is the two training grounds are right next to each other yeah and the whole time i was at city there was a helicopter floating above manchester united and everyone at city the players kept joking that there must be some big name that's about to paratroop into old trafford and sign a massive deal. And it made me realise that last season at City, City were the team where it was fights, it was gossip, there was undermining the manager. They were a mess. 
now United are kind of the helicopter, the need to splash the cash and be seen spending it. They're desperate to announce how much matter costs. They never announce how much players cost. Yeah. But they desperately want the world to know they are spending money. Yeah. And this mess with Rooney getting transfer intelligence, the wage boost and the ill-advised captaincy. Which team are the noisy neighbours right now, Davey? That's interesting. That's interesting. Very, very different times. The mystique at Man United seems to be the main thing. It's the main casualty at the end of the Ferguson era. I really enjoy watching them, though. As a fan, I really do. Follicks. Uh Down on the South Coast Road, Southampton 2, Arsenal 2. Arsenal's seven-game win streak finally over as their midfield struggles mean they're lucky to escape the South Coast with a draw. One would say, though, not a bad result going down to Southampton, getting a 2-2 draw, and certainly nothing to be ashamed of against the Southampton side, who, with all the changes going on upstairs, with all the um, confusion and, uh, and you know, frankly, trouble going on upstairs, they're continuing to play very good football. Yeah, they are. And I'll say, it's a very interesting moment for Arsenal it's a real test of their mentality in terms of their belief how much they want it how they'll respond both on the field and off it Um, in the next month they face Liverpool away United Liverpool again in the FA Cup then Bayern in the Champions League Mm -hmm. and it's going to be interesting with the transfer deadline date on Friday how what whither they do about reinforcements. I mean, for Wenger, that means another attacking meal, midfielder. Julian Draxler uh, is rumoured to be the gentleman he wants to mould. It wouldn't be transfer deadline day unless Arsenal's fate hung in the balance, would it, David? Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, and then finally, Rod, Chelsea, nil. West Ham United, nil. Uh, a frustrating, <laughs> to say the least, draw for Chelsea, who, after controlling most of the match, if not all of the match, um, they uh, come up with nothing. Fantastic performance in their goalkeeper. And I would say, despite the words of Jose Mourinho, a fantastic defensive performance from West Ham. Chelsea, 38 attempts on goal. West Ham won. I think <laughs> yeah. it was in the first five minutes. That even, to call that an attempt is almost an insult to the word. Was this a game of football? Was this a recreation of 1944 Cesar Bastogne? With Sam Allardyce in the role of General Anthony Nuts McAuliffe. I mean, Mourinho was not pleased. I found it very interesting afterwards. He said... Um, it was like watching 19th century football. The that gold... shows, by the way, a massive, massive uh, misunderstanding and miseducation about 19th century football. I know. 19th century football was nothing like that. And I, when, it, when I read, because I didn't see the game until later the evening, and I read, it, I read his quote, I thought, wow, I can't wait to watch this. West Ham must have fielded 450 working class <laughs> serves on a field that was 12 miles between two villages and a ball that was a pig's bladder. Yeah. That is good football. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, unfortunately, it wasn't like that. I think they just watched Mourinho's Chelsea play Barcelona. Exactly. And... Of all the things for Chelsea to accuse another team of, of parking the bus, it's hard. And sometimes you're going to get undone. Yes, Chelsea dominated the match. But sometimes Chelsea are the best defensive team in the Premier League. And West Ham took a page out of their book. And they parked it and they defended solidly. Yes, the ball hit the post, the ball hit the bar, the ball hit the other post, the ball hit the goalkeeper onto the post, onto the bar, onto the other post. Everybody seemed to have uh, have a, an attempt on goal that was just inches from going in. They filled it Eto, Bar, Willian, Hazard, with Lampard and Matic and Ramirez behind them yeah. in the final minutes of that game. I mean, wow. That's They're, a lot West, of footballers. West Ham just defended deeper than Brad Friedel's voice. <laughs> That's very good. I mean, what I would say is over the course of this season, though, look, Chelsea are still 
they're not going to win the Premier League, but I think they're going to remain close in the Premier League. They've still only conceded 19 goals this season, the best defensive record in the Premier League. They, um, you know, they've ended up with four points out of six against West Ham this season. The London teams play fiercely against each other. There's no love lost between any of these teams. And ultimately, if they take uh, four points out of six out of most of the teams in the Premier League, six out of six against some, three out of six against others, they're going to finish very, very high. One of the things I realised being back in England, David, watching Mourinho, yeah. is how single-handedly he defines the narrative for the season right now. Yeah. In the past, he always had rivals giving their opinions. Sir Alex, for instance. But when he says Wenger is a moaner or City are under pressure, they're favourites, He's the only mouth. There's nobody <laughs> pushing back. He has no big rivals. Moyes is a meltdown. Rodgers doesn't have enough experience to be a threat. Pellegrini is a mime artist. And watching Mourinho eviscerate Arsene Wenger, it's like watching Sarah Silverman roast Maggie Simpson <laughs> at a Friars Club <laughs> roast event. It's like there's nobody. He, he just loves it. And he knows he's the only one right now saying anything that anyone writes about. He's got, yeah. he's got it all to himself. Yeah, it's very, very true. On yeah. Chelsea, yeah. last point, great video of the week worth Googling is Chelsea's doctor, Evo Canero. Uh-huh. She spoke to the Swedish FA about her role. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was beautiful in this week in which Obama has talked about uh, equalizing pay um, between men and women in the workplace. She spoke to the Swedish FA. She denounced the hyper-sexualized image of female doctors. She called young girls to become, quote, ass-kicking women that are not behaving like men. I think it's a video that is well worth watching. Uh, we uh, we love that lady, Rog. Uh, the FA crap recap, it's almost <laughs> beneath us, Rog. Uh, terrible round last weekend. Really, this is tough to watch, the FA Cup yep. uh, this year. It is. The highlight was Manchester City going down 2-0 at home to Watford, then scoring 15 in the second half, yep. uh, which many of you, judging by our Twitter feed, truly believe to be a high school team. Watford. Watford. Who is this Watford? <laughs> and poor... Josie Altidore's performance, Rog, against Kidderminster, which the local Sunderland paper cruelly summed up. Not wishing to be cruel, but he looked out of his depth against a non-league side. Oh, in fairness, Dave, I thought he got really pilloried for that. Kidderminster are a bloody good team. Totally <laughs> underrated. I it's about that. I think that, you know, sometimes it's a, there is still that sort of old-fashioned English sense that they want to see you making runs, making an effort, running around, shouting. Josie isn't that kind of guy. He's not that kind of guy when he's playing really, really well. I think he's getting a bad rap. But as a striker, you're judged on your ability to go and, you know, at the very least have shots. He's just not getting many shots on goals, not getting many shots on I feel terrible for him. I don't know if it's his confidence or if he just wants out of there. I do think that it's not all doom for the U.S. perspective on Josie, that when he's with the U.S. team, he is so buoyant and so confident. He's going to be so happy to be with them. It's like us in America. I'd say about the He's FA not Cup. on the 902 to <laughs> Blackheath via Bexley Heath and Dartford. How do we get out of here? How yeah. do we get out of here? Um, the FA Cup, it's like methadone for American soccer fans. Uh-huh. I had one guy that sells me the weekend Financial Times on a Saturday. I love that paper. He always tries to talk football to me. And he tried to feign excitement about um, the FA Cup. He said, did you watch the Barnsable game? <laughs> Barnstable. <laughs> FA Cup's great gift to America as it encourages Americans to make up crap English towns. Do you watch Barnsable? Um, I do. I am happy that the FA fixed the tournament in the next round. They got the hot balls out. Oh, Arsenal against Liverpool. Who would yeah. have thought? Oh, Man City against Chelsea. How do you fix this? 
tournament that was so we've talked before about how great it was in our youth it loomed large it's traditional it's crap right now outmaneuvered by the premier league buried alive by the champions league no money no champions league place simple way to fix it i think maybe there's almost a you know the way that you get the best teams into the ncaa tournament is that they play in their conferences and then a number of teams from each conference, on the whole, I know that's not the set rule, but a number of teams from each conference go in. Just maybe there's a way to have the Premier League teams play each other for a little while until you get the top four Premier League teams. To make teams it more Premier League And the top, <laughs> and the t- no, to just get four that go into the, let's say the final 16 yeah. was made up of four Premier League teams, four championship teams, four teams from League One and League Two, and four non league teams. Yeah. So, total of 16. Four from League One and Two, four. Uh, you know, conference and below teams, four teams in the championship, four teams in the Premier League, and they go into the last 16. I think then every game, and you seed it, so the Premier League teams and the championship teams are the top eight seeds, every game then is a potential giant killer and a big game. That's how I'd fix it. That is a reality just, TV I maestros. Fixed, I just fixed the FA Cup. And Rob. then you get them all to live together in a big fix brother house. The FA get Cup. Get them all in a big brother house. Here's what I'd do. I think you've already soiled Wembley. Yeah. Uh, Wembley used to be an amazing stadium, but now for financial reasons, they make the semi-finals be played there, so the poor yeah. fans have to go twice in two weeks. It's actually no longer that big a deal. So take uh, they've, they've killed the magic of Wembley. Don't play at Wembley. Play it where they're playing the Super Bowl, the final. MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium in yeah. New York City. Every Premier League club wants to expose their brand. Good idea. To the American audience. Yeah. Play it here. We could call it the USA Cup. Stilettano, get on it. Yeah, get on it, Stilly. That would be good. Brand exposure in America. You don't have to give players money anymore to play it, the club's money. They don't need that Champions League place. It's its own victory. Somebody was just telling me there's a reality show on Sci-Fi Network. I should really know what it is. It came from South America where there are a group of people living in a house, but one side of the house is like the house of the future. It's like the most amazing house of all time. All mod cons, all the modern gadgets, like beautiful and the other half of the house is like living in the 19th century. Where I grew up in Liverpool. Ha- yeah, West Ham United <laughs> live. And neither side knows there's another half to the house. And at the end of week one, they suddenly reveal a wall between the whole, like a glass wall opens. And they get to both see the other side. And the people in the really rich house of the future with all the mod cons get to look in and see, oh my God, there are all these lepers living in this awful, my- like... Awful, like slums just in got part a, of the I've same just house. Got a flashback and to all the people in the slums the first time go I went and look, to and they see all these rich people. That's what I felt like when the first time I went to London, your neck of the woods, when I was twelve. Yeah, and the church bells were ringing, and I heard "Turn Again, in Dick Whittington, Whittington, Lord Mayor of London." <laughs> Streets are paved with gold, but maybe that's the that's what the FA Cup should be. That if you then lose the haves and the have-nots, and if they lose, they both go and get each other's lives. Completely. The Complete swap. They get Sunderland's houses. They get their wives and girlfriends. There needs they to be get more everything. At stake. More oh, at stake. But, uh, you give up your house, you give up your wife, your dog, your Porsche, your Bentley. Up oh, the stakes, footballers. How much do you really want that it? That would be better. That would be much better. Okay, Rog. Well, I don't even think this woman could fix the FA Cup, Rog. Joining us now on the pod, our most important interview of all time, Rebecca Law. About to leave for Sochi to make her Olympic debut as host of MBSN's extensive live weekday and weekend coverage. How will Premier League football fans cope in her absence? Welcome back to Many Blazers, Rebecca Law. <laughs> NBC Sports, Rebecca Law. She brings us to Premier League every Saturday, every Sunday, Sochi's every Monday darling. night. Sochi's darling. About to depart for Sochi. Yeah. About to 
anchor. We're a bit worried about you. NBC's <laughs> overnight coverage <laughs> of the Winter Olympics. I'm calling it the overnight coverage. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. The late you. night show. <laughs> and uh, Rebecca Lowe, welcome back to Men in Blazers. Chaps, how are you? We're doing okay. We're much better now that we've got you on the phone. <laughs> We're Rebecca. very excited. Now, I know you've got to get out of your house because you've got your Zumba class starting at 2.45. <laughs> so we've only got about 20 yeah. minutes with you. That's it, Zumba. That's exactly where I've got starting, yeah. But have you noticed that ever since you came to the Men in Blazers Live 2, our holiday panto, mm. and you, uh, we revealed, against your will, your love of Crystal Palace Football Club, yeah. that they've been on kind of oh a good God. streak. Uh, kind of? Yeah. We are 14th. <laughs> in the Barclays Premier League. Yeah. Tony how many Pulis. points? How many points off the bottom is that? Oh, almost only three. I mean, <laughs> loads. I mean, we are on an upward trajectory under Crystal Pulis, as I like to call him. Oh. I mean, what a legend! <laughs> Crystal Pulis. Yes, that's very good. <laughs> Football's most misunderstood man. Yeah, he we is. think he's a hard man. He's really just like Saint Francis of Assisi. He just likes to wander around, talking to the animals. <laughs> Making the hurt go away. But anyway, can we ask you this? Talking about the Premier League, two big yeah. questions. Yeah. We've talked a lot today on the show about the Merseyside derby. Mm. Sorry, when, Rog. When Once you, again, I just want to say, Rog, I'm not. sorry about it. When you were wearing blue for the Merseyside derby broadcast, <laughs> Rebecca, were you I, sending America a message? Oh, my God. You know what? I knew that would be an issue. But sometimes, OK, you get to work, you've got a lot of things going on. I go into wardrobe, I'm like, right, what am I wearing today? I don't think... Sorry, but I just don't always think about the colours of the teams that are playing. Clearly, that is a huge mistake. Um, and in future, I'll be wearing green, yellow. So you were it's sending difficult. America a message, right? If I'm to when Rebecca, when Rebecca Lowe went to Topshop before the season started <laughs> to pick out her wardrobe for the season, how many other colours are there actually between well, blue and red? Well, all no. the blue and red stripes you'd wear for Palace. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm getting that out later. No, can I just say that other than black and white? Not worn together, otherwise it's Newcastle. Then you get told you're a Newcastle fan. Effectively, I can't wear a pink. I can wear pink and be neutral, but I'm struggling. I mean, there's the way yellow, it's Norwich, you know what I mean? It's orange, it's Blackpool, even though they're not in the division. It's a nightmare. It's like, what do I wear? Otherwise, people get all stressed. Uh, let us know. Pleather uh, and velour. Yeah. Uh, pleather is a nice colour. Come to meninblazers at gmail.com. Send your ravens to the crap part Design of Soho. Design some outfits. Design what some outfits. should Rebecca, Rebecca Lowe be wearing? She is committing right here to wear the winning suggestions oh. that we will choose we, when we, she returns we have from a, Sochi. We have a lot of listeners. I've got to be honest, Rebecca. This yeah. is partially why we've invited you back to the pod. Right. Yeah. A lot of listeners who are a little worried about you and Sochi mm. with the Black Widow loose and all. What 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 what, 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 what what are we meant to do during your absence? Okay, you, is the Premier League going to go on a break and do the decent thing while you're away? How, how are we going to handle this? I know it should be the winter break. No, it's going to be. Ab- Absolutely fine. Steve Bauer, who arrived late last night, I've been in rehearsals with him this morning. Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> Steve is. Um, going to do a great job. He, I was talking him through the language of America this morning because it take, took me months to get used to what people were saying to me in my ear because you guys use, or Americans I should say, do often use very different words. So I've been teaching him the new language of American television and he is going to be taking over the, the reins tomorrow with a transfer window show at 6.30 Eastern. So the rumours, the Kate Blanchett rumours, the Kate Winslet rumours, <laughs> the Dame Judy Dench David's put casting out for you. I'll we, tell you. We, we, we tried to reach out to Kim Wilde's agent. Kim Wilde. She was, she was big once. And uh, what, what about Lady Edith? Lady Edith would be amazing Laura Carmichael oh, amazing. in the Rebecca Lowe role, the holding role. 
would be oh, would be God. great. Yeah, I'm sure. Look, we'll give Steve Steve Bauer. Yeah, Steve Bauer. What's That's her name? hair like? <laughs> her hair's great. You'll you'll okay. love her. So we'll give Steve Bauer a chance. She yeah. sounds like a lovely lady. But um, we are putting out the casting notice to all GFOPs. Who in the world could possibly replace Rebecca Lure while she's gone at Sochi for the overnight broadcast on NBC Sports? Can I ask you one, one quick question? Yeah. We're sent yeah. in by one of our listeners. Yeah. Okay. Caden Watts. Um, hello, Rog and Davo. I've got one question for Ms. Rebecca Lowe. What hair care products have the honour of being used by her and her hairdresser? Uh, was, H was capitalised when uh, her was written as well. <laughs> Naturally. Oh, what hair Well, the ones that you guys gave me for Christmas. Yeah, they, they were nice ones. Great yeah. They were Obviously. nice ones. That's what I wear. Um, Real cream. Yeah. <laughs> A bit of brill cream, and then you get me some brown hair dye as well at Christmas. So yeah, Clairol. Ping that out. When am I going to ping that one out? When am I going to go brunette? That's the question. I don't know. People will see it as a subtle sign that you're pro Andy Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to. Uh, exactly. We're, yeah. we're going to go to back to our Christmas show in one second. We do but, want to ask you before you do. I mean, by the way, it's a, an amazing tribute, I think, to both your performance with the English Premier League. And I think how Americans have responded to you over the last six months, that you are going to be kind of fronting the Olympic experience uh, that's going to be beamed into our homes over the next couple of weeks. Overnight. Thanks, right. Wh- which, which winter sports were big in Ealing in your youth? <laughs> <laughs> Very few. I did a lot of tobogganing, you know, or on the kitchen, like... Um, the little tray that you'd have in the kitchen when you had your lunch on your knee in front of neighbours. So you get that kitchen tray and you take it in the garden and do a bit of that. So I'm quite big on tobogganing. Um, the women's ski jump. Well. No ski jumping in Ealing, unfortunately. Um, but I'm very excited, though, about all these new things because, like you say, they are brand new and I am very new to them. I, I, I tell you, in Liverpool, I was always very big on the biathlon, the one where you snowshoe for miles and miles and then oh and shoot people. And randomly have to shoot a gun. Yeah. Yeah, Raj, the best thing about that is that, this is from a geek now, but I love it because you sky, like you say, you ski for like three miles, then you're all tired, your heart's racing, you've got your gun, you have to shoot it, but because your heart's racing, you have to shoot in between beats so that you're like calm and you can hit the target i mean it seems a bit arbitrary to me to be honest if you were going to recast that sport for american television today (laughs) you'd do the snowshoeing and then you'd like make them like wrestle an angry bear or something as the second sport (laughs) i think that would be more telegenic david rebecca look at the notting hill and ealing school for wayward young women that you attended as a girl did you have a uh, a school ski trip that you used to go on? I did, and I didn't go. I wanted to go. I didn't go. My parents said, no, you've got the French trip. That's what you're going on this year, not ski trips. Ski uh-huh. trips are too much fun. But, guys, to be honest with you, and brutally, brutally honest, I am one of the most accident-prone people <laughs> known to man. I will never, my husband's just like, just like please, can we go skiing? No, I am never, ever, ever going to get on some skis, ever. It'll end in tears, I promise you. So you've never been on skis? No, never been on skis, never been on snowboard, never done. I'm, basically, I don't like being out of control. When I'm, I've, I've done like a sailing course, it was disastrous because you're out of control. I've been on a horse, equally disastrous, out of control. Skiing, oh, ice skating is, I mean, bruised coccyx and all. I'm not going on skis. So you're like the female Eddie the Edwards? 
Teresa, <laughs> Teresa, after the pod, I need to call Mark Lazarus and John Miller. I've got an idea for an NBC oh, Sports no. feature, which we're doing <laughs> out there. Like the big splash. What's yeah. the one? Oh, oh, can, can we ask you one football question before we get on with the main hey. proceedings of our Christmas show? Because we are 23-38 through the Premier League season, Rebecca. Yeah. Is, yeah. The, is it over? The Premier League at the top? Is it no. over? No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, I know I said at the Christmas thing that Man City are going to win, and I still think they probably will win, but I don't think they're going to run, run, run away with it. I think Chelsea will stay with them. I really do. I don't think they're going to win at Chelsea now, but I think they'll stay with them for definite. Definitely not over. Do you, have any not nice, over. do you have any nice sky blue outfits to wear on the air? <laughs> <laughs> what have you got in sky oh, blue? Christ, you need to go and check that. I'm in real trouble. I need serious outfit analysis going on. Steve Bauer's going to wear a light blue leather suit. <laughs> On Monday, David. <laughs> Chelsea are guaranteed to win. Okay, how Rog. good is that game? God. Oh, my word. Uh, yeah. but, uh, by the way, how much are you going to miss the two Robbies while they're in suit? Oh, loads and Kyle. Loads. Yeah. Love them. Absolutely. What a joy it is to me to go Who to will work. you miss most? Can you rank it? One, two, three, four. <laughs> no, <five? laughs> I'm not doing okay. any ranking. I think of the two Robbies as just like... Um, one person. It's like they're like the yeah. they're like the greedy twins in The Shining. Yeah. Are they like Bert and Ernie on Sesame <laughs> Street that they sleep Very together similar. in one bed? They're like the Olsons in How the West Was Fun. They're like yeah. the twins. They are. <laughs> they are. They just go to two wobbies and Kyle. Very How are you going to stay in touch with them during the winter email. Olympics? I think email. I mean, that's, I think that's going to be the best thing because the uh-huh. time difference is going to be mad. So I don't want to be texting them when they're on air. So I'm going to email them. I want to know, you know, how, they are, how they're doing, what's happening. I mean, I'll be able to keep across uh-huh. the football pretty you much. Know, uh, can you send us a copy of on those emails when you write, Steve Bauer, he's crap, right? He's not, <laughs> he's not good, but he's not that good, right? You need to keep Martino out of your dressing room as well. He'll be all over your Clairol. He'll be all over your hair products. It's true. That well, is true. Talking about gifts we've given you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At our Christmas show, what was the emotional highlight for you, David? Oh, it was Rebecca Lure's story about her, uh, her her teenage fantasies about about Simon Roger. A wonderful, some would say, journeyman yeah. player at Crystal Palace. Yeah. Who, how would you how would you describe him for those that didn't hear it, Rebecca? How would you describe the way oh, he looked? He, like from a boy band with curtains, really blonde, quite small, and just generally yum. Yeah, generally yum. Quite pink, if I remember. Yeah. Pink? What? In the face? In the flesh. No, I, those pictures you got, <laughs> by the way. Oh, we didn't get the colour right. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he really, he's the epitome of 1980s. He's a great looking Englishman Nin- in the 1980s. Sorry, 19- 1990s. 1890s. Sorry, corrected. <laughs> he's a, he, he was a, like the ni- early 1990s version of Sammy Lee to me. <gasps> oh, my like. God. Wide of the mark. He's a combination of Mark Owen from Take That and the bloke out of the Backstreet Boys. But he played for. It was just. He was just perfection. Yeah, I agree. So I could see it, and you were. Yeah. You had puppy love. Is that fair yeah. to describe That's it? For you? You, yeah, had, you had an encounter with him. He signed the only thing you had to hand. It was yeah. a wine bottle. Because yeah. you were 13. It was your treasured <laughs> And so you, obviously, from Ealing, the, you the, had a wine bottle. The line I loved about <laughs> that was when you said, that was us, you, you said, we were all as good as married. We were as good as You were games. going out. Well, yeah. I was going out. You were yeah. steady. Yeah, so yeah. you're getting steady in your mind. Done. And then your cleaner yeah. recycled the wine bottle. Oh, my God. Yeah. A, lo- a loss. Some would say you've never really been the same person since. No, many would say that. I haven't recovered. Our listeners loved, yeah. loved your story. <laughs> And thanks to the internet, they tracked down Simon <laughs> Rogers' wonderful, wonderful wife. Unprovoked <laughs> by us. Wonderful, wonderful wife. We had nothing to do with it. Who is now um, one of the leading beauticians, as it turns out, on the QVC network. Wow. In, um, in the UK. In the UK. Yeah. They That's tracked it. her down, and they tracked down, her. Uh, I think, her producer or co-host, Aww. Will. 
Yeah. And they've sent this box. You have a box in front of you. Yeah, we've sent you a box. So a bo- they sent a box, and you now have that box in front of you. I do. So um, we've not told you what's in it. it what's might your be, address it again? M- it might be Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> head. say that over the pod. It might be Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> head in there, but it's a box. 324 Privet Drive. <laughs> somewhere. High Street, Connecticut. <laughs> I've got a box. I have sliced the top of it open okay. because I didn't okay. want to, you know, I didn't want to be like scrabbling around on your podcast, like okay. trying to get. Could nice you describe the box? Is it yeah. brown paper tied yeah, no, up it's, with string? It's brown box. It's quite um, like an oblong, uh-huh. like a rectangle. And I've now sliced the top of it. And it's now come Any open. Any nice and now stamps I... or interesting postmarks <laughs> on it? <laughs> it's got the name Roger Bennett on the front, actually. Oh, it's, it um, it's actually from Sam and Roger's wife, so it may be a warning. Maybe some black roses, do <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> No, do you think she's okay? With maybe a, maybe a horse's head. Yeah. Okay, so go on. Live on the air. Open okay. it as loudly Cowie. as you possibly can. Okay, okay, well, that is a plastic bag that's been stuffed. Can you hear that at the top? And now I'm looking... Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at a rolled-up, like, something out of the olden days, and you roll up a piece of paper. From the 19th century, gonna, where yeah, West Ham played a football. Like, a bit like West Ham. And yeah. then, underneath that, is what looks like a like a bottle of something. Hang on, okay. my God. This is, like, overly exciting right now. Okay, so the bottle is champagne, and it's called... Oh, my God. It's called Paul... Roger. Mm-hmm. Roger. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Remember um, from your French trip. I'll tell you oh, really yeah. soon, my name. <laughs> okay. okay, and now, can I just tell you that I'm now, very slowly, unravelling. Can you hear this rolling of paper? Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. This is quite, oh, my goodness. This is quite exciting. Can I just tell you that there is an A3 size? I'm going to go with A3. A3. Um, mm. From the days where we had no sponsor, because <laughs> we were clearly not that attractive to have a sponsor on the front of our shirt. Simon Roger in action action shot. <gasps> you got an action shot. Is he home, quite pink? Home kit. He's, <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. He's, he's just clearly touched the boy's leg is up. Yeah. Up, oh. And wait, wait. In the left-hand corner, black writing, a, a signature that I remember well from my childhood before the recycling episode. To Rebecca, best wishes. And then he's written Simon Roger and a smiley face. Oh, no kiss. Face. Oh my God! Uh, no, very a kiss or a distinct hug? lack of kisses. Is it, okay, you smell you it. You're not. You're not unhappy about it. You're just saying. Is it scented? Making it. Is it perfumed? The <laughs> picture. I'm giving it a good. Oh my God! Even better. Hang on, Jabs. Hang on. I've just smell, opened the bottle of champagne. And he's signed to Rebecca, and then he signed his name, and he's put a smiley face on the label. Child, oh my God! I'm having a, a twenty-year flashback. A childhood wrong. Has been oh. rectified oh. by Men in Blazers, oh great God. friends of the pod listeners. Guys, yeah, this, this is a regular feature. You honestly, first, well, I can't. This is unbelievable and so lovely of everybody. Mrs. Roger, Mr. Roger, Alison and Young. you chaps, and Roger yeah. himself, and you guys. Guys, thank you. I'm going to. My dad's going to love. It. I'm going to take how pictures. Does it, how does it feel? Describe your emotions right now. Complete. That's what it feels. It feels complete. Where are you going to place this, I feel complete. this bottle? I'm placing the bottle nowhere near the recycling bin. Um, it's going to go on It's going to go in my office. It's going to go on the shelf. And on, on the mantle. On the mantle. And I'm going to frame the action shot. Okay, that's very good. Cool. Send us those photos and we will post I feel a little bit like we just got Orson Welles' rosebud oh sledge God. and gave it him back. Sit in the cave. <laughs> I feel a little bit like I do at the end of the Premier League season when it's all done. I feel just empty. It's like all the excitement has happened now and it's done. I feel, no. oh, I I feel giddy that we've corrected we need the to give somewhere. Some, we need to give someone something else. We've got to go, Becca. Bye. Have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you still going to be able to Zumba? Or are oh your God, legs yeah. going to be a bit wobbly? I've gone all, all, um, all 
all a, all a, what's the word? A you know when you go to Wembley and your knees have gone all trembly? That's what <laughs> yeah. I've done. I've gone all a trembly. Choose oh the altitude that's going to Wembley. His knees have gone all trembly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is amazing, guys. This is an honesty. That honesty, a right has a wrong has been righted. It has. So when do you leave for Mother Russia? Okay, I leave on Saturday. You do. What yeah. airline are you flying? Are you allowed to say that? Gosh, it's a great question. I don't know. I've, there's a lot going on. I've got a lot of paperwork. I'm not quite sure which airport I'm going to New York. Do you have I've your rubles? My, yeah, I haven't got. I haven't got any rubles. Should I take rubles in this Fur day and age? I'm just taking a visa card. Are you take travellers checks. I'll get. I'll get some of them. I'll okay. Them. Sure, they'll take them. It'll okay. Tuck yeah. your socks in your shoes. Fold your shirts and sweaters properly. <laughs> You're going to be put labels on everything. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. very important. Just remember us, the soccer people. Yeah. Bring <laughs> us back chewing gum and Levi's. Just oh no, you take that that way. Yeah, don't you, you take what that back. Think? Yeah, good. Okay. How have you been preparing? Have you been listening to Sting a lot? <laughs> <laughs> oh my so when God. are we on? How do we find oh you? How do we find you? you? What time? Okay. What time well, do you come on? What time do you go off? What are you going to be doing? Okay, so I'm going to be in the studio. So there's like um, a 12-hour 12 12-hour 12 shift, which yeah. is split, like, split between myself. I think it's Al Michaels and Lester Holt. Um, who are they? And Dan Patrick, okay. who um, sort of between yeah, the four of us, we're going to split that. Now, I think I'm right in saying, not even sure if I'm allowed to say this, but I think I'm right in saying I'm doing the first shift, which will be early over in America. So... Um, I think it could be really early in the morning over in America. So you may well go throughout the whole month and not see me. But when you say really early and then you laugh when I say the overnight shift, <laughs> would I be entirely wide of the mark to say that you'll be on so early that some friends of the pod might be getting home around that time? Half right. I would say <laughs> half right. Um, okay. I think, yeah, it's, we're nine hours ahead in, in Russia okay. and I'm doing the earlier shift, which starts in the middle of the day, I think. How many, I think I'm right. how many outfits are you taking? Oh, I mean, a lot. I mean, I'm taking, I mean, we're talking, well, I think I'm on for maybe 17 days. Obviously, that's at least Are you going to wear 17 different outfits? Well, yeah, and I think I need to take some in reserve just in case something happens to some of them. You never know. Okay, so uh, all GFOPs, uh, I want you to watch. Let's record all of Rebecca's shows and let's rank. Let's let's build thumbnails of all the outfits. We'll rank them 1 through 17 for when you oh get back God. so you can get some you feedback. Are hairdresser from the, the Premier League check? Yes. No, no, no. She's going to do your hair. She follows us on Twitter. She's very nice. (laughs) I know. She's lovely. What's her name? Give her a shout out. Stacey Skinner. Stacey Skinner. Yeah, she's great. No, it's a different um, hair lady. um, The the lady does does it for the Olympics. Why don't you just not take a hairstylist and just get a Russian, local Russian? Oh, I don't know, Rod. That's a good question. Maybe I'll just do that. Rebecca Lua, uh, on behalf of all football fans in America, we're going to miss you so much on the Aww. Premier League. But we're going to we're, we're going to we're related for get you. up very I mean, early. We're going to stay up very late. <laughs> we are going to watch you like one of our own going Aww. off and going to the big leagues Thank with you. big people like Al Michaels and Dan Patrick and that other guy, <laughs> Lester Holt. He's very good on television, actually, Lester Holt. He's really professional. They're all very, very good. I just and haven't met it. I've only met Dan Patrick and Bob Costas. So I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting the other guys and going to the airport on Saturday. I'm going to... I don't really know anybody, to be yeah. quite honest. So. Well, they're lucky to have you. And you yeah. are Rebecca Lowe. That's and how we feel You'll always be it. on number one. So go yeah. Godspeed. Enjoy every single second. Yeah. And we'll bless speak you. to you when you get back. Oh, every day. bless you, bless you both. And, and every day when you're picking three. out your outfit and you're doing your hair, just remember, don't let us down. <laughs> Oh, okay. Loads of love, guys. Thank Travel you for my safely. presence. Bye, Rebecca. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. We love that woman, Rod. We properly love that woman. Oh, Mr. Khrushchev, sir, I say to you, <laughs> I don't subscribe to this point of view. 
Believe me when I say to you, Re- the Russians love Rebecca, Rebecca Lewis too. It's very true. Uh, Rog, onto your Ravens. They are lining up. It's getting warmer in New York City. The Super Bowl. Oh. Gonna, we're going to be taking our shirts off, Rog. 47, 48 degrees it's going to be in New I've York City. I've got one off now, Dave. Uh, yeah, no, looking, looking fine. Just wearing a leather gillette. Uh, the Ravens sure. are lined up on the uh, on the ledge, and here they are from Tyne Kio in Alabama. Toilet and positive exclamation mark. You love narrative, but rarely Newcastle. What gives? Really? What gives? Kabai flees the North for a fraction of the cost of Juan Mata, and all our hope goes with him. Is there any hope our pain and suffering will end? Courage from Tyne Kio. No. Yeah, I know. That Kabai story, this is the lost story in the transfer window. Uh, you know, the class, really, of that team over the last the heart, the heart two of seasons. The um, uh, gone, uh, left for the continent. He's left Britain, left Nouveau Chateau, and uh, Newcastle and the Premier League pour a four it, Roger. Yeah, I mean, they, they've announced it was good business. Um, that They paid just under £5 million for him. They got close to £20 million. That's good business. But... Newcastle, we talked about Newcastle before. What a special team. What special fans. Um, they just have their hopes dashed regularly, regularly, regularly. I mean, there was a great piece on the Newcastle website, The Mag, um, and they talked about how this sale fits into the tradition of selling heroes for bags of beans. They had Peter Beardsley. They used that money to buy Mirandinha. They, they had Les Ferdinand. And they bought a bloke called Andreas Anderson with some of the money. They had Gaza, the great Gaza, and they swapped him for John Robertson and Dave Bessant. Um, so they perpetually do this. And Newcastle fans, they become like deeply religious people who believe passionately in good and evil, reward and punishment, and then only have terrible things happen to them. And under Mike Ashley, the owner, that roller coaster has just been compressed up and down to the point of madness. So all I can say is I feel for you, particularly as an Everton fan, Particularly in this week, I feel for you. But the short answer is no. There is no respite. And it's so shocking, really. A team just nine points out of fourth place with uh, 15 games to go in the Premier League season. Basically throwing the towel with that transfer, Roger. Uh, From uh, Daniel Fallon in Madison, Wisconsin. Dear Roger and Davo, the interview with Aaron Dessner has quickly become one of my favourites as I'm both a rabid Liverpool supporter and obsessive fan of the National. Little did I know that Aaron supported the Reds as well. As I listened to the interview, I couldn't help thinking about what could be a huge cover song for the National to take on. You'll never walk alone. Imagine a down-tempo, melancholy version with Matt Berenger's baritone vocals being supported by the brothers Desna on guitar and the rest of the band providing a tapestry of sound to move the cop. Dominate. This got me thinking about other potential covers of soccer-related songs, soccer-related songs. Perhaps the Fleet Foxes and their lush multi-part harmonies tackling the Champions League anthem. That's a great idea. (laughs) Or a daft punk version of Zed Cars for (sighs) Rogers Boys. What football songs would you like to hear covered by a band? Cheers, Daniel. What a quite... I've got to say, I collect a lot of football vinyl, as I've discussed on the show, and I do feel the perfect football song has has already been written, written, recorded. It'd be New Order... Their World Cup song with England, 1990, Love's Got the World in Motion, which they treated as an opportunity to just see how many drug references they could slip into a song without the Football Association noticing. We got the winger John Barnes to continuously rap, you've got to get down to the line, get down to the line. So it's hard to top that. Yeah, it is. But you'll never walk alone. If I was going to cast it, I'd get Colin Malloy of the Decemberist to, to strum it on an acoustic guitar. I think for me, I'd love Willie Nelson or Ryan Adams, either one of them, to do Blue is the Colour. 
it would suddenly be... My God, Willie Nelson singing. Willie Nelson singing, oh, blue is the colour, football is the game, we're all together. I, I thought about getting, is our name. inviting St. Vincent. So cheer us on. Did you see that video this week of her doing a rainbow flick overhead? It's one of my five greatest moments in US soccer history. Uh-huh. Right behind USA 1, England 0, 1950, <laughs> USA 2, Columbia 1, 1994. St. Vincent doing that flick. See it. Um, I'd love her to record, you'll never make the station. That's a good idea. You'll never. But if I was going to only choose one, I'd probably have to pick something very profound because football is profound. And I'd probably plump for the the chant that was discussed um, by John Terry in his court case. <laughs> when he said in the court of law, he said, my mum dated a guy from Liverpool for a while. The Liverpool fans made us up a song that my mum loves Scouse Cock. <laughs> going to record that well unfortunately Lou Reed's dead the great Lou Reed he would have killed that song but if Tom Waits or Leonard Cohen are listening because I know they're both great friends of the pod I would play your version is that it <laughs> of my mum loves Scouse Cock <laughs> at my funeral I would play it oh. well, what is it you're having played at your funeral she loves Scouse Cock no, no you're going to have you're going to have Sting weren't you uh, I was going to have the Russians love their children too. Oh, sung, sung by my friend Jamie Lassman in the deepest kind of baritone <laughs> voices and lowered into the ground. Oh, Rog, your weekend looks like this. Newcastle versus Sunderland. Oh, it's a big game. Saturday, February 1st, 7 a.m. Eastern Time on, on NBC Sports Network. Stoke versus Man United. Another big game, Rog. Saturday, February 1st, 9.45 a.m. Eastern Time on NBC on, Sports Jeff, Network. You can do it. And, who's, can do and, it. and that Brian or Steve dude who's taking over for Rebecca Lua. The U.S. <laughs> men's national team, Rog, versus, versus Korea. Wow. Organized, disciplined, hard-running Korea. It's on Saturday, February 1st at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN2. Which career are they playing, Rog? Both of them. Come on, the Von oh, Trapps. Come on. West Brom versus Liverpool on Sunday, February 2nd. They're not playing Dennis Rodman's career. They're playing at, the South Korea. At 8 a.m. Eastern Time on NBC Sports Network. And then Manchester City versus Chelsea. The Premier League's best offense versus the Premier League's best defense. Holy crap. On Monday, February 3rd at 3 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. Remember... Chelsea won that fixture at Chelsea. This is the return. Going to be interesting. Many ways to connect to us. One is our Amazon Emporium, which helps keep the show going. Anytime you go on Amazon for items, big or small, just Someone click a refrigerator off the Emporium. Off they did. They clicked off Good the Emporium you. and brought a refrigerator. Thank so, you. So uh, MIB gets a tiny percentage every time you do that that allows us to cover the costs of making this sure. And it's on us. We've launched a new feature, the Emporium Choices of the Week, in which we will both post what we are reading, listening to, watching or enjoying, products that we have bought in our own life that we think are tremendous and we're recommending to you. Rog, what is your Emporium Choice this week? Um, This week I chose, because I've been reading it a lot to get through uh, my pain and suffering of the trip home, I decided to get over it by going more morose, darker, the collected poems of Philip Larkin. Oh! Good. Um, so I've gone in there. I pity he's my fate. He's a, for those of you who don't know him, which is not many if you listen to this show, eclectic, eccentric, whole librarian, mm-hmm. probably England's greatest modern poet, arguably. Yeah. Dark, insightful analyst of human nature. Mm-hmm. They F you up, your mum and dad. They F you up, they do. Yeah. They give you all their problems and add some extra just for you. <laughs> and that was this be the verse. Buy it, read it, love it. It'll make you feel better instantly. 
literary choice, Rog, an intelligent choice, a dark choice, uh, really illustrates the complex, the educated, the intelligent, the sensitive man that you are. On the other hand, I've put into the Emporium the Beats by Dr. Dre Beatbox portable Bluetooth speaker in black, Rog, and red. Not my favourite colour combination, but it's a fantastic piece of technology, Rog. was given one for Christmas by my good friends at AMC. And uh, sitting over there, Rog, I've got a white one that's over there, but I think the black one looks a little sharper. Dr. Dr. Drake connects through Dr. Drake connects the only with Bluetooth. I like is Dr. Zafik. Connects <laughs> connects through Bluetooth. He doesn't make a line of stereo equipment. Weirdly, uh, connects with Bluetooth. Plays all your favourite music. It's so good. The sound out of it, Rod. You will not believe the depth. It's like old man Friedel quality bass that comes out of that thing. Superb sound. Highly recommend it. It's not inexpensive. So save up your money. Uh, Amazon right now is selling it for three ninety nine. If you want to get Tom Waits to record my 95. track, I should play it on that, should I? Yeah, no, that's amazing. She loves it's good. Scrolls. The Beats by Dr. Dre beatbox portable Bluetooth speaker in black and red. How do people connect to us, Dave? Well, best way, Rog, go to meninblazers.com. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, at Embassy Davies, at Rog Bennett, at meninblazers. Go to Facebook. You can email us at meninblazers at gmail.com. Ravens, can, welcome. Uh, to the crap part of Soho. That's the address. Not the crap part of Manhattan. Not the crap part of downtown Manhattan. The crap part of Soho. Uh, Rog, also, then download our Best Of album. This is ideal for new GFOPs, would you not say, Rog? Those of you who don't really know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, this is available on iTunes and Amazon. Men in Blazers unbuttoned. Now that's what I call suboptimal. I think it's quite lovely. I listened to it. You for did? the first time this week. No, yep. not the first on time. On the plate. Oh, you did? The first time was when I recorded it with you. <laughs> Yeah, that's so good. You sound amazing. Um, so that's it, Rog. Right, Those one. are all the ways. Uh, we've got our Men in Blazers live for a night of conversation with Mr. Barry Hearn. That's February 12th, 2014, New York City. It's sold out. Yes, but if you are a GFOP and you want to add your name to the waiting list, just uh, email us and we will do everything we can to procure you a ticket. That will be uh, brilliant. Rog, Vendorpunkt. War pig. Boom. Patterns. Dominate. Courage. Size the day. Is that your analysis? Kung fu fight in America. Love you, Rog. Love you, Dave. I feel a lot better now. Welcome home. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on podcasts.